Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Help Me Help You podcast on a wonderful Wednesday night. My name is Jackson. I'm joined by my dear co-hosts, Ethan and Brayden. This week, we have some relatively cantankerous topics, and I feel like some tomfoolery could definitely come along. How are you guys doing this week? I don't know oh, if I that's can match a, the energy of that yeah. intro. I was the word, Big words, alliteration. Use cantankerous in there. Cantankerous? I haven't heard that one. No. Since <laughs> eighth grade vocabulary. I don't... Yeah. It's been a hot minute. I'm good. I'm fine. Lovely. How are you? I'm doing good. It's been a good week for me. Very productive. Good. I can't say mine's been productive, but... Brayden? Uh, I, I think I've had a fairly fairly good week. Productive, yes and no. It, it was not productive of enough for me to think it productive, but there was production. That's good. What's everyone drinking tonight in our... in the cups? In our cups? I have some water with... Two, no, three halves of a lemon. Uh, wow. That's three halves of a lemon, so it's a lemon and a half? Yeah. Nice, Brayden. Oh, I've got some uh, lime LaCroix. Oh, uh, yeah, I said, sorry. <laughs> yes, LaCroix, rather, but, you know. Yeah. I, I Well, I had... Um, Coke? No, root beer. Oh, Ooh. changing it up. Yeah. Unexpected, but biggest, yeah. I think I've I had like the a really big placebo where I used to like use root beer to satisfy my caffeine high, and I'd like it would just work, right? <laughs> and then one day I was like, oh, "How much caffeine is in um is in root beer?" As none, it's none of those. <laughs> I like placeboed out of uh, headaches with them. <laughs> now you probably shouldn't have looked. I know. Would have been nice. Did Maybe it not did, placebo you out anymore? I don't know. I haven't really tried. It never. No, I haven't had root beer in the same quantity as I did. Because you know, sometimes it's like I'll drink like cokes, right? And I'll have a, a twelve pack, and I'll drink it over the course of a week, and I won't get any headaches, right? And then like the the Sunday I run out and I don't have coke to refill it, I have like just the like a chain of, of mega migraines. And I can't think straight. And then I get the Coke again and it all goes away. <laughs> right? But I, one time I got a 12 pack of root beer and I didn't have any headache problems. <laughs> so something was happening. You know, I, um, I wrote a little like statement that said, um, that you've never met an addict until you meet someone that drinks diet Coke. No. Ethan no. doesn't drink Diet Coke. I don't drink do I think it's equatable. I don't no. know about that. I, I can't I can't stand Diet Coke. It's just like a neutered Coke. <laughs> yeah, but you're addicted to the Coke. <clears throat> I don't know, I've seen him come off it before. Oh. I, I, I'm a, I, I think I'm addicted to caffeine. I can substitute the soda. <clears throat> <clears throat> what about like coffee? Mm, coffee's fine. It has to be cold. Interesting. Mm, you're a cold brew. Warm drinks guy. don't really do it for me. Warm drinks make me feel like it's a des- like it's more in line with a dessert, which is weird because hmm. it's like the sweet and warm to me is like well, it's like a pastry. It's like it's like brownies, things well, you bake. 
Why don't you make it not sweet then? Well, then I won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Very American <laughs> of you, Ethan. Yeah. Well, See, I don't even drink coffee. I'm a tea guy myself. Well, pretty sure that this week had some pretty interesting things go down. Um, oh, but uh, in Singapore, there was this uh, this Malaysian man who was mentally disabled and ended up smuggling three teaspoons of heroin over the border. And 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 Singapore, right? The like penalty for drug trafficking is death. Like when I went there, they gave me a little slip of paper with a stamp on it. And it's in my passport still and it says in large red letters, death penalty for all drug traffickers. <laughs> and this man he had an IQ of 69 and nice. uh he was 34 and um the Singaporean government just against all pleas saying that he was mentally disabled and therefore you can't like execute him mm-hmm. just said not nah, we're still doing it and killed him Wow. What do you guys think of the death penalty for drug traffickers? If it works. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. I'm all for it. Really? Yeah. I think it depends on the drug trafficker. Like, if it's me, if I were trafficking drugs, I think we should waive the... Well, I wasn't, but if I was... I, I I think I wouldn't. I think I would rather not have the death penalty for drug traffickers. Now, well, there's the risk of killing somebody who's innocent or politically relevant. Yeah, and create a martyrdom situation. Um, and then, well, hmm. I'm okay. I'm not necessarily for the death of anybody but if your objective is to keep out the the import and export of drugs to and from your country and and presumably um messing with the general state of your country through social influences through you know getting people hooked on drugs causing addiction that sort of thing and, and if you if you're against this and implementing this law if it's effective even if the amount because okay if everyone's scared of dying presumably they don't do it right and if no one does it then the law is irrelevant the punishment is irrelevant because if no one's doing it no one's dying right so it's only in the moments when it is relevant that it becomes an issue which ideally are very rare i don't know i do you think think it's a kid 22 uh, it might have its advantages. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't stop. It's not like because I feel like drug trafficking is strictly monetary, right? Because it's not it's not the drug okay. trafficker that's addicted to the drug that they're doing it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. people are going to do crazy things to fulfill their addictions, but 
in the people who are supplying that it's purely capital and it's not like because in the united states right um murder is punishable in certain places punishable by death right but that doesn't stop people from murdering and that's only because murder is such an emotional mental thing right it's so it's like intoxicating the need to do it that um that sort of ha- it's it, it doesn't stop it right but i feel like drugs because it's purely monetary can be delayed it can be stopped it can be reduced because it's not as an all-encompassing emotion right yeah hmm. now yeah. if you're an addict and you're smuggling drugs from one country to another for you to eat your or you to take yourself i mean <laughs> that's that's sort of you know like if they caught really you that like, do that with Kobe's like a twelve liter of Coca Cola, yeah. <laughs> it's like if Chet Baker tried to smuggle a bunch of heroin. God, just got like five kilos in his bag. I have a different idea about yeah what we should do. What's that? What do you guys think about starting a new program where we exile uh, certain criminals to Alaska? <laughs> we just. It's like, just, like make, not like Anchorage, like 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 it's a northern like Australia northern situation. Alaska. Yes, 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 yes. What do you think? This it, this is like would they have communities? Um, I mean, I I think we would try and set something up, but there'd come a point at which it, it was kind of. I mean, it, it wouldn't be intended for them to go there and die, right? Okay. Like there would be there would be things in place, right? Is there a jail up there? <laughs> well, no. I mean, they're because they're in the wilderness. I, I, more I, or less. What? Oh, so you're just saying you're gonna like put them in a cabin in the middle of the Alaskan? Well, frontier. actually, several cabins because there'd be a lot of them. Several cabins. <laughs> yeah, are they gonna have to like rough it out like the themselves, idea? or are they gonna like get? Sure, support? why not? I mean, but and then. You know, you get exiled for X amount of time. You're, you just want to bring back, come back. Exile is like a punishment. <laughs> I mean, it's you can only exile a... people if you have a frontier. Well, we Alaska's a frontier in a way, like northern Alaska. Yeah. So you... and and better yet, develop northern Alaska that way. Oh my God! You're just gonna make a criminal society. Mm-mm. There'll be non-criminals there. And so you're just going to have criminal uh, criminals intermingled with the non-criminal population? Well, the non-criminal people are going to be, like, administrative <laughs> and directing what's going on. So so you're saying you're going to make an internment camp for Mm-mm. criminals in Alaska? No. Think of it as more like a, a work community. <laughs> nice. Brayden wants to bring back gulags. That's no, 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 no. The nice uh, quarry. (laughs) I don't know. It'd probably be timber stuff if it was Alaska, Mm. but technically, I believe it's illegal to make prisoners work. So, I don't think that would work either way. But you know, in this scenario, I'm pretty sure you'd have to change a lot of laws. So I think that that could be kind of shoved under the rug. I guess the application of this sort of in, it implies complete control over like 
the Congress and all the legislative <laughs> bodies. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so what reactions to that? Uh, I that think idea? it's a Braden-based fever dream. Well, no, because I don't necessarily agree with it. I'm what just is asking what you think about it? What is your objective? <laughs> Other than just completing the idea, like what is the end goal? <laughs> uh, reduce the jail pop. I'm, I'm just spitballing here. Maybe reduce the jail population. Uh, maybe reduce taxpayer dollars allocate. Well, actually, I, I guess a maybe, lot of maybe you could do like a thing building the cabins. I mean, and a lot of flights. Yeah. I'm sure that the nice, crisp Alaskan air is probably good for the soul, too. (laughs) What happens? Okay, let's say we do this for 50 years, and then suddenly we've, like, run out of room in Alaska. Where do we send them then? That chance. We're gonna we're gonna start encroaching on the on the Canadians. I think we'll just I think we'll just build up. Uh, What do we what do we do about like the native uh, inhabitants up there? Well, it depends on where it. I I don't know exactly where the natives are, but ideally, we would. This would be in an area that they don't they don't really have a presence. Okay. Well, I, I wouldn't want to like push people uh, out well, to put my criminals. Wait, so in. wait, what do we what do we tell the criminals? We say, okay, we're gonna put you here, but you can't go over this like border. What? They're already criminals. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like the law is in their best there. interest. What? We'll have our non-criminal administrators there. Oh, yeah, and they'll, they'll keep everything under wraps. Do you think it'll be like a crisis state, like martial law constantly? I don't know, because I, I, I wonder I wonder how well the criminals in exile could work together. I mean, I feel like they have no are... chance of escape. And it's like they, cannibalism. Well, no, because it's not like there's not like food and stuff. They will cannibalize until spring. Because <laughs> there, there would be provisions and whatnot, I think. If this is if this was to be something to be gone through with, I I feel like you're just spending more money. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. We we like can the more tax stip- the more tax thing tax. What am I trying to say? The more things that you give to these prisoners that require tax money, like the less viable it becomes. I like I kind of like the idea of just para jump like. Give them all parachutes, drop yeah, them over, throw tell them, them to out jump. of a plane. But then they die, and that's not the goal. I mean, <laughs> it's like like ten years exile, or well, leaving them in the middle of the Alaskan frontiers. I well, mean, that's why I said if you're like provisions. pulling somebody from Florida or like I don't know the middle of Nebraska. I feel like people can survive given the right circumstances. You want? I'm going to tell you that people from Florida could not survive. I, I don't know. Alaska. I think you I freak think you out over a slight amount of snow. What kind of criminal are you sending? That is a good question. I don't know. Probably only the political ones. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. It's I mean, I don't know how it would work. It's it's less uh, an idea of mine and more just a curiosity as opposed to anything. <laughs> you want an experiment? Well, no, it's like I don't necessarily think that it's actually a good idea. I'm just interested mm. in uh, how you'd react to it. Mm. Intriguing. Well. 
Now we're done with that uh, rabbit hole. So, Ethan. So, yeah. You had some things you wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. We can talk about some of the some of those things. Um, uh, for the past few weeks, there's been some talk about the richest man on the planet purchasing Twitter. Um, for those of you who don't know, I don't know how. <laughs> he first started off by um, buying, I think, was it 10% of their shares? 15. Some number. 15. 15% of their shares. Um, and and uh, he actually an, uh, announced <laughs> it, that he was doing this on Twitter before he was legally allowed to. And so he took, but because he's the richest person on earth, um, the fine was pretty much uh, nothing to him and paid it off. Because <laughs> he can do that. Um, and then uh, he talked about this idea of purchasing the entirety of Twitter, majority holding, and taking the company public, or sorry, private, and uh, he proposed a what is it per stock value above what it currently was at the time, uh, and they were and it caused a big big hubbub, and now it, they've announced Twitter is accepted. They've accepted mm-hmm. the deal. Now it's not he doesn't own it yet. I think the transaction is going to take a <laughs> while to um, kick in. I think it's like six months. Or something yeah. at least until it finally uh, finally happens, but that uh, I, there's been a a whole another angle to this besides like economic right where mm-hmm. there's a whole question of or the reason he's like justified and or what well, he's he said he's going to do this so that he can bring back some element of free speech, citing increased censorship on the platform, yada yada. And I wanted to know what everyone kind of thought about that whole, this more political angle of it. Like, regardless of the fact that he's going to make money, or if he's not making money, regardless of the economic out, um, output, not output, outcome, sorry, what do you guys think of the political stuff? The political um, angle. So, are you saying that he's trying to make it a political platform, or no? That... He's he's just he's citing like free speech, like bringing back free speech to it, and it's really rallying the. He's he's like really touching base with a lot of uh, Republican mantras mm. right now. I see. Um, like he he's he's taking a very anti-censorship stance and he's sort of i like he he's he's um gone to gone to lengths to say that it's like the most important um uh glo- it's like a global forum right and that <coughs> it, it's more than just a private company it's a it, it's like the place where humans communicate at the largest scale and is therefore mm. important and should represent a like certain I don't know set of values that apparently it's not doing a very good job. Um, 
I have some things to say about this, but I wanted to know what you guys thought. I know Brain and I have talked about this a little bit before we watched a thing of Tucker Carlson talking about it. <laughs> we were not, or I was not amused. <laughs> well, I think that. I mean, if he's pushing Republican agenda, I mean, there's the possibility that he could just kind of flip it around and start censoring Democratic uh, uh, opinions. And, I mean, I don't really... I'm sure. There's definitely, like, the likelihood that it'll flip him around. I mean, you never really know what that man's going to do. He does all kind of crazy shit. Yeah. I just kind of, I mean, I don't really care. I'm not on Twitter. It's kind of a shit show to me, and I think it's one of the worst places on the internet next to, like, 4chan or whatever the hell it's called. I I think 4chan and Twitter are very different, but for for different reasons. 4chan is where all the degenerates of society go. Twitter is where all of the everyone else goes and therefore is like kind of the opposite problem. There's so many people. No so one has a good opinion. what would you consider us? What? What would you consider us? Those non-Twitter folk. We're like, I don't know. We're more... If we're natural. not degenerate, we're like, but not everyone else. What are we? We're like losers. <laughs> No. You hear that, folks? If you're not on Twitter and you're not on 4chan, you're a loser. We just don't care. We have other things to do. I mean, a lot of people don't have things to do, but I feel like more people are on Twitter than 4chan. Yeah. And 4chan tends to have a lot more radical opinions, but they're taken more seriously. Whereas mm. Twitter is like kind of the aggregate of all opinions are being spouted. There, yeah. nothing's, anything crazy gets muddled out by, I don't know everything else everything kind of blends whereas 4chan mm. elevated opinions are <laughs> are sort of or or sorry radical opinions are sort of elevated and then made fun of in a different mm. way it's very different i don't know both are bad well i think 4chan's a little bit worse well <laughs> tell me what your opinions are she said My you had opinions a few. or braden's Yours, Ethan, because um, I need like a basis here. <laughs> I I I think. Uh, okay, um, a lot of my frustration comes mainly from the Tucker Carlson video that I watched. <laughs> um, where there is this, it's like there's this idea that Twitter needs to represent democratic principles, and regardless whether you think it's an argument of, like. It's a big median medium and deserves to be represented by law in a different way. That it needs to be somehow um, bigger than the government, or it's some like it's a not just a private company. Even if you step away from that, my thought process is: How in the world is it better? How is it more democratic to have the richest man on the planet own own what he calls the most important? Um, platform for democracy, right? Singularly and solely, how is it better than the current position of you have a board of people, a whole host of different shareholders, moderators, whatever, working democratically 
know, appeal. It's like, I mean, you go from complete autocracy to an oligarchy. Oligarchy is still more democratic than a complete autocracy. So I, I just wonder why the Republicans are getting like such a such a big like <laughs> political high on this. They're like, oh yeah, he's going to restore democracy to Twitter. And it's like you're giving you're 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 electing a dictator. You're not even electing a dictator. You're asking for Twitter to become ruled singularly by a single man <laughs> and saying that it's for democracy. I mean, it might be a situation where it's like he's he's the Charlemagne of Twitter and restore and like does his little thing and then backs off. Which I mean, he's Elon Musk, so I have no idea what he's going to do. He's a he's a loose cannon, but I there's like. You, I, I cannot understand how people don't see the hypocrisy in saying that it's we're going to like bring democracy back to the platform when you're giving it over to one man. That makes no sense. Hmm. Well, it's like he, he's taking the company, even saying he's taking the company private as opposed to public. Anyone can buy a share of Twitter if it's public. Anyone can influence the way Twitter work, works and operates. but. Now, now it can't. If anything, what he's done is he's taken one of the few actual means for the people to influence directly the politics and inner workings of Twitter. Now it's entirely up to him. And I feel like that's very dangerous. Not even very dangerous. It's hypocritical. I don't really know what he's going to do with it. I mean, he could literally sell it tomorrow. And I, it's like, oh, well, that's Elon <laughs> Musk. Good for him. I mean, huh? I don't really, I don't really think it's that big of an issue, honestly. <laughs> it's not really. I don't think it's going to impact our lives in really any way. I, mean, I don't think that there's any kind of bubble <laughs> to get upset over. I, it's not. I'm not on Twitter. It's not going to affect me per se. It's not going to affect me directly. Like me being on the platform is going to be impacted, and I highly doubt any average person on the platform is going to be impacted. It does sort of bring up a question, though, of, like, moderation. Because he wants to get rid of moderation. Like, he wants to get rid of no, anyone can say anything. That sort of thing. Complete, open public form. Mm. I feel like um, that's a recipe for that to become, like, yes. Tumblr. Risk. Yes. It's a risk. Yes. I feel like it's going to turn into a porn site instead of a a chat. That's the angle. I haven't really thought about it. That's I didn't think about I mean, that. I when you take that. moderation away from the internet, I mean, think of every unmoderated Reddit feed that there is in the world, and it's just filled with porn. Yeah. Well, I was right? thinking in the vein of like hate speech, various political ideologies that are Meaning, yeah. yes, in the realm of hate speech, get a a more elevated platform than they necessarily actually have. Yeah. Do you think if that happens? The shock the... and awe. <laughs> Do you think if that happens, that like like it becomes a hate speech platform or like a nudes platform that like so. the majority of people that use Twitter will move to something else? I mean, it... maybe if it goes that route, inevitably yes. If it's intolerable enough, but I don't know. I, I, I don't. Like I don't know how Twitter is set it. up. I don't know how it works. Um, like, 
like I don't know if there's like little chats or things like that but I mean you have imagine you can follow what you want to though and tune out the rest I mean that's what makes uh, social media such a wonderful little echo chamber Mm. They're not, they're still, I mean, they're still, it's still an American company and therefore has to abide by American law or the U.S. laws of speech. So it's not like hate speech is still illegal to the extent that it's illegal in the United States. And I believe it, it, since it's operates in other countries, it also has to abide by their speech laws within those regions. So like Mm -hmm. in Germany, I doubt they're allowed to display comments about uh nazism fascism holocaust that stuff suppose i mean Um, i don't know how all that works it's more the way i've seen it the more he the way he's sort of talked about it is that he wants he's like he's like toying with the idea of reinstating certain banned political leaders pages and stuff like that like there was a comment about um unbanning uh donald trump which i mean (sighs) I don't care. He, it's not like he doesn't have other platforms, but yeah. um, it's like, would he do that? And he's, I think, I believe he said that he would, but I think Donald Trump said that he wouldn't go back to it because he already has his other social media platform that he created specifically for himself. <laughs> um, but hard to say. Hmm. <laughs> Oh. Um <coughs> Do you guys know what self-immolation is? Yes. Uh yes, I'm well aware. For those who don't know, self-immolation is when you set yourself on fire. Um So uh last week a Buddhist man <laughs> who's a climate activist, set himself on fire in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, and I think that it is just part of a testament to the insanity that religious people are. Um, but not the direction I thought you were going to take that, but okay. (laughs) They, 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 they've been trying to figure out what his motive was, and the only person that's really been saying that it was a climate crisis issue was one of his friends. Um, all of the Buddhist teachers in their area, like, knew about this. Um, and I think the the main thing that's kind of pushing people towards the fact that it was about climate was that it was on Earth Day. Um, And Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I agree with the whole climate change thing, but I mean, you don't have to freaking set yourself on fire. I mean, I guarantee you (laughs) that if he wasn't Buddhist, he would not have set himself on fire. I don't know. I don't know if it's a claim to make. Yeah. No? I mean, well, I... I mean, it's following a practice that Buddhist monks have done for generations. I mean, self-immolation started as a Buddhist thing for protest. I mean, I, I, I've seen, like... Regardless whether or not self-immolation is a 
part. I mean, it, uh, I I think at the end of the day, I don't know. Okay, maybe specifically self-immolation, but regard if it's some sort of an activist suicide thing, I think he would have done it regardless, <coughs> whatever religion he was. <clears throat> I don't know. I think there's um, much better and more impactful ways to make a change than to set yourself on fire in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. Oh no, I'm not saying it's a good idea. In fact, I think if it, if he is doing that for uh, climate activism, I find that burning yourself is a very uh, <laughs> sort of inverse way of, of getting that message out there. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I I'm more like stunned at the like the headline. <laughs> like like when it's not every day someone ignites themselves in front of the US Supreme Court. Like <laughs> what? How 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 okay, my question is what container did he bring the igniter? Like like or what what fluid container was he hauling around that he that the security guards outside of wherever not only didn't acknowledge or recognize that this was a burnable fluid, but then let him pour it on himself at the presumably light, like a lighter. Like, how, what uh, was he hiding? I, I imagine he wanted to do it pretty out in the open, right? I mean, it's I, I can't I, to be. I have not heard very much about this at all, which I think is very interesting in its own right. But. Another thing, I don't know. I don't know what he used. I don't know if he had just like a water bottle and was filled with gasoline and poured it on himself and light himself on fire, or if he had like a like gas canister, just walked it up to the Supreme Court and then poured it on himself. But it, here it, it, it just says that he walked up to the plaza of the Supreme Court, sat down, and set himself ablaze. That is all that it says. Yeah, and when it so says weird. Supreme Court police officers responded immediately, but were unable to extinguish the blaze in time to save him. I wonder if he did like the the real like the the Vietnam monk stuff, where he just like <laughs> accepted it and sat there the whole time, or if like the pain started kicking in and then he started flailing. Like, I wonder if he could do oh, no. it. I wonder if there's security footage. It probably is, but I don't necessarily know if we want to watch it. <laughs> I'd watch it. I think it would be interesting. Of course you do. Well, I don't know. I don't think this is a testament to faith. I think this is a testament to a fairly, uh, a, a very, because like the Vietnam War, that was a big deal. People were actually, there was like an active crisis going on. Well, that, it wasn't, it's not. Well, it's not just me who thinks this. I mean, the headline of this article is Activist Self-Immolation Stirs Questions on Faith. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's ambiguous. There's not a lot of information here. I mean, they no. don't even have, like, a manifesto yet. It's not every day no, someone just... No, he didn't even write himself. a note. He didn't, yeah. like, write a note or anything. There was nothing found on the scene... It was literally just he walked up and burned himself. And this to me sounds more of an act of suicide than it does of any sort of like display of, of opinion. His friend uh, Bruce, or no, Critique Kanko, his name was Bruce, um, who is a Zen Buddhist priest, shared mm -hmm. on uh, her Twitter account saying his self immolation was, quote, not suicide but a deeply fearless act of compassion to bring attention mm -hmm. to climate crisis. 
I don't know if we could take that to its to its actual meaning. I mean, it's just some person claiming to be his friend. I mean, it's not even confirmed to have been his mm -hmm. friend. She just claimed to be his friend, saying that it was about climate crisis. I, I mean, that just sounds to me like someone who knew somebody and then is trying to make his death seem more um, honorable than it was. Or not even yeah. honorable, just more meaningful. Because what I see is a... Uh, probably a mental uh, someone struggling mentally is going to is willing to go to great lengths to make a statement not necessarily about what they believe in but just make a statement, statement. at all yeah it, it sounds like someone who's been arguing for something that no one cares about all of his life and then just wants you know he's going to be on the news this time sort of thing and then kills himself in the most flamboyant way he can I don't know. That sound. Yeah. At least I, at least there. Mm. I mean, on the topic of doing crazy things for religion, this isn't. It could have been worse, and it has been worse. So yeah, I'm thankful for that. Definitely. Anyway, rather that than an insane arsonist trying to set the entirety of the supreme yeah. court on fire yeah that is true much better um Raiden, what do you think what do i think yeah um i don't know i think it's i think it's definitely interesting that it's gotten to a point where we have to set people on fire to get uh anything done about the climate not that we necessarily have to. I I don't know. I think it I don't think it does necessarily highlight that it's an undercovered thing here the the climate stuff. Just just because of the nature of it we don't know exactly what happened, right? Yeah. But I I do think there's something to that, you know, maybe we should Try a little bit harder. I seems like there's been a bunch of really tragic things happening in the in the U.S. capital uh, area for uh, <laughs> for the past few weeks. What else happened? Kinda, well, there was the parachuter, and you know there was it was just there's all kinds of weird. Stuff going on. I keep seeing articles about the U.S. Capitol having to evacuate, or something stupid happening on the floor, or something. You know, I think I think the U.S. Capitol could be going through a little bit of a crisis or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know if you, if you're gonna make a statement, the capital of a country is kind of the place to do it. Yeah, suppose. I kind of think the I I think. Maybe it's more that it's the capital of the most influential country on the planet, and uh, whatever it was, sensationalism sells. So every little thing—I mean, this could happen every week, and we would know about it unless they report it. 
If we're talking yeah. about crazy things going on in the capital, I mean, it, we we uh, the United States has, has had some crazy things happen. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know. I guess. No, well, I'm thinking like it's had its fair share of protests and and um, uh, shooters and all sorts of stuff. I don't really yeah. think this is. I mean, yeah, it's it's unique because it's self-immolation, and that's kind of a freaky thing to do. It takes a certain type of person to achieve that, to do that willingly. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think this week specifically, in my opinion, anyway. I, I just, it's like, it's just news, something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. I don't see this as as I don't. I don't see this as a indication of a crisis. Oh no. In the capital, I think. Like big things are an indication of crisis in capital. I mean, big and then small things added up. But I don't. It's not like people are killing themselves every day. At least I haven't. I haven't heard of them killing themselves every day in the capital for political reasons. So if that's the case, then you know, uh, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Well, that was. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. How I feel about it. Um, but uh, I have a question for y'all. Uh oh. Right. Um, what theory do you guys subscribe to about the uh, beginning of life on Earth? What Primordial soup? The uh, asteroid bringing life. Some stupid religious thing. Oh my god! What's uh? What what's y'all's what's y'all's running theory? Uh, I feel like okay. My uh, I I know this is a very dynamic field, right? And the things change mm-hmm. a lot. And I haven't really looked into this for like several years now so in the, if i could say something it's entirely out to date and i apologize if it's this wrong um okay but i've always i've always liked i i never really got behind the 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 comet with microorganisms one it's a neat idea i i'm i'm sort of inclined to believe that it is just you just had water at the right temperature in the right place with the right m- minerals in it and then it just happened by sheer circumstance to form something because that just makes I, mean, I don't know that that just feels like it 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 can happen it doesn't require some sort of a... it was aliens it was uh extra extraterrestrial microorganisms it was um something funky i mean sure it could but uh, i don't know uh so you're a primordial soup guy uh yeah i'm um, uh, as for where, I don't know. I know that a lot of I've heard things about the at the time the, the theorized time of life's inception that the sun would have been very 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 dangerous. So I think it's um, or the atmosphere wasn't really there to protect these microorganisms from existing so that it would make sense for them to have developed and sustained life at a lower 
like un deep underwater, like maybe uh, thermal, the geothermal vent stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not sure. I would say generally life was create like came into existence here. Um, yeah. Brandon, what do you think? What do I think? I I'm a uh, a fan of the of the primordial soup myself of the lightning striking with these gases ah. around and you know I I, I you notice know, so we've all got uh, the, the my understanding is obviously not great mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I don't know, I've always kind of subscribed to that um. As far as the creation of of microorganisms and whatnot, mm -hmm. from uh, from that point, I guess some microorganism evolves from there into more sophisticated life. Yada yada yada. Here we are today, paying taxes. <laughs> the well. IRS at my door. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there have been some breakthroughs in uh, some astrochemistry testing that has uh, we we have nerds. Oh my god! Jeez! Oh, <laughs> Imagine going to school <laughs> for science. Oh wait, we have uh, tested and confirmed the president's of all of the different nucleobases of DNA and RNA on asteroids. So, or, or not asteroids, meteorites. Mm -hmm. um, so, adenine, guanine, cytosine, thiamine, and uracil have all been seen. So, before this, um... We've been able to detect adenine and guanine and uracil since the 1960s, but cytosine and thymine have never been detected until now. Um, we uh, developed a new testing method that uh, instead of using an acid, they began using... Um, like cold uh a cold solvent it doesn't state which solvent um to extract the very fragile nucleobases um and then underwent very very um uh precise testing to detect their presence um hmm. and i think this could kind of push the um life came from asteroids and I, I wouldn't say that it came in the form of already living um already living organisms i would say that it came in the in, in these bases um and those bases under certain conditions joined together rather than it all being formed in a soup that there was some external influence. Mm-hmm. Huh. Until they until we can get our hands on an asteroid like moving 
and we can examine it in space and um, crack it open and find these exact things in them and then also prove that it didn't somehow also originate from Earth in some capacity. Because I know that's... Or, or, yeah, if it somehow also didn't originate from Earth as in like an eruption or something, it blasted so, stuff into space. Um, they're actually currently <laughs> testing a asteroid that was captured um uh from japan's hayabusa 2 mission <laughs> um in late 2020 um and nasa's osiris rex mission is expected to return in september of 2023 um from the asteroid Bennu, and those should kind of give us more of a untainted specimen yeah hmm. that's good i mean because otherwise otherwise for as interesting as it sounds to me i just feel like there are a lot of variables that are like mm, you yeah. run the risk of contamination if it's something you mm -hmm. pulled out out of the ground and dating it it could be interesting as well yeah. So, <laughs> until we can get something that's in space that has these comp has these compounds in it, and we find it, we test it, it's real. Mm. It doesn't also come from Earth. Then it's like, okay, yeah, and this is possible. Not only possible, if you find it multiple times, multiple asteroids, and it becomes likely, right? And then from mm -hmm. then, I'd be, yeah, and probably did originate from or life. Or at least these compounds did come from there. As for where the, I mean. And then the question would sort of arise in my mind, why do we see this? Why why would it be more likely to see this coming from the fort? Like, why would this have formed in on an asteroid in space as opposed to... Planet. Planet, yeah. Like, what's the distinction there? The formation oh. of the two. And then further, is this a extra... Or what is it? What is it when it's outside of the solar system? Extra, extra interstellar. Solar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, extrasolar, interstellar. If it's like an interstellar object, meet an asteroid, then it's like, hmm, I don't know. And that's like an entirely different question. How did this get here? Not only how did this get here, but, well, I mean, that's not the, that's easy to do mathematically. But uh, why does this have this on it? You know, I don't know. And oh. then further questions about whether or not we could be from an extra or an interstellar thing you know do you think there's the possibility that there was um a life-bearing planet in our solar system before us that um had a catastrophic incident that spread its seeds across the the system i know there's talks of no, this is There's a like, crack shot theory. This is not yeah. based in any sense whatsoever. I know there's been stuff. There's been like the the idea that Mars could have developed life before Earth, but uh, I I don't really know. I don't I don't know enough about it. We need to be on Mars for extended periods of time and do more soil sample stuff to actually prove anything. So that's only theory. And then I know there's there's the um, the planet that hit us during, or the presumed planet that hit us during the formation of, of Earth mm -hmm. and the later, the subsequent creation of the moon, um, that might have something. But if that's the case, then you should also be able to find the same materials on the moon. 
assuming it didn't prevent it from occurring. I don't know. It's very true. Because um, if it's only on the Earth and not the Moon, then you can rule that out. Mm-hmm. Um, assuming that the single event happened. And then as it, it, could there have been some funky planet in the past that had stuff that was like eaten by a gas giant? I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like you'd be able to find discrepancies in orbits and go back far enough and predict that, especially with computers today. Yeah. You'd be able to say that eventually some other object had to be here to cause this to happen, you know, however many billions of years that planet's been around. Um but I don't know. Do you? Does Brayden? What do I do? I think that. Yeah. Do you, there do you might have any be other? A... Yeah. Um. I don't know. I have no reason to. Mm-hmm. I don't. I frankly don't have a lot of knowledge about anything off mm-hmm. of Earth. I know. Uh, I imagine there's probably other life out there somewhere. That it, this, these things could have come for. There has to be. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Everybody says statistically there has to be. I mean, but they're also statistically not really has to be first. Yeah. Not I don't even know. Even if I, 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 I do want, I do, I do wonder. I, I don't know. It's less of a. I don't think they're doing it, and more of a just a general curiosity. I kind of wonder the, uh, the precautions they're taking to avoid exposing these samples to various uh, biological material from Earth. Cause I mean that's yeah. for an extended period of time. Well, I guess if you, I guess if you're not really handling it and whatnot, it's not really a big deal. But mm-hmm. I mean, you had I don't to know. landed. Because because yeah. it's like once once you are on Earth, and there are there are biological compounds, yeah, and organisms. Everywhere, and it's really hard not to have them mm-hmm. on something. That's what I was saying. Where and I you really... can't disinfect it because no. you'll kill whatever you're testing for, right? I mean, yeah. Because then, what's the point? I don't know. But l- less that I don't think they're doing those things. I'm just, I'm just I, I, I kind of want to know what kind of funky stuff they're doing to to address okay. that. I, I imagine it's pretty straightforward things. I don't know if there's anything that needs to be super complex, but I wonder if there's a new thing that they came up with for it. Possible. I know Maybe. clean rooms are pretty uh, intense nowadays. <laughs> pretty clean. <laughs> yeah, they're real clean, let me tell you. Like clean rooms. I mean, it's in the name, you know. Even I'm going to put you in a clean room. Oh. Yeah, well, then I mean, it there be was a clean room. There was a TV show. There was a TV show. Oh come on, uh, that was kids TV fun. show. Oh nice, Braden. <laughs> there was like a TV show that was on Cartoon Network. I don't remember what it was called. It was about like there was some like nanobot virus that would get into people and infect them, and they get really big. And they had like the human government created this task force to get rid of them. And there was this place where the there were like a, the funky spinny blades, and it would de-infect <laughs> them, and they'd be normal again. Yeah. Yeah, and and and. Okay, I'm just gonna ramble for a second. And one of the characters in the pilot episode gets stuck in the machine, and they turn it off right before it would kill them normally. And he just became this perfectly uninfected, like white room clean man that they locked in the chamber <laughs> to keep him alive. And he was like, he was pure, and it sort of launched this weird crusade. 
And that's what <laughs> I'll do. That, that'll be, be me. That'll be me. In the it's going to be you. And you're, 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 your Ethanites will cleansing myself or cleansing the world of the nanobot infected people. Then what Ow. would you cleanse the world of? Wait, what? <laughs> huh, wow, said, okay. Or did you say brain nanobots? What would you cleanse the world of? Uh, nanobots infected people, I guess, <laughs> in this scenario. You know, not the answer I was going for, but I'll accept it. What answer were you going for? No, I was just looking for a hot take from Ethan on what, what he a would cleanse take? from the world. Please. Yeah, I'm a big, uh... Oh, my name's Ethan. I'm kind of a, a genocide supporter. Uh, <laughs> we're not saying we would... I mean, what, what, in what your scenario, Ethan wasn't saying that he would kill everyone. He was saying that he would, like... Disinfect them? Yeah. Yeah, I'll disinfect them. Hit them with the Chlorahex. <laughs> or not Chlorahex, uh... Psydecon. Uh, I, I do want to talk about I have this okay. As this is an idea, I think I've I think I've proposed it to you guys before. That's about the creation of life on Earth. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. Aliens come. Okay. You know how there are rats on ships, right? Mm -hmm. Like little. They're and they're and they're pests, and that's and you know that's how rats made the jump. Well, I actually don't know, oh. but that's how like you you have rat infested islands because people would visit these things and the rats would get off at the same time the sailors did and they'd uh, they'd become invasive species and they'd grow and grow populations of skyrocket blah 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 i mean you have like cats cat islands like that too a bunch of different pest creatures what if mammals right like the little four like the four-legged with tails sort of like the the um what are the we talked about it the other day what what are those monkeys Marsupial? called no 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 the oh, ones in in uh like east southeast asia that are like just around and they like pet they're like they they interfere with tourists and stuff and they steal things. Yeah. So like imagine like little things like that, right? These these big-eyed mammals with uh, that are kind of spry and they're very they can hide very well. This the same reasons that they were able to survive the mass extinction that or the mass extinction events plural that eventually wiped out the dinosaurs is they don't require a lot of food. They mate like crazy and they're small and they can hide in places, right? Those mm -hmm. conditions are the same things that like make pests pests, right? They're mm -hmm. easily transportable. They're small. They can hide in ships and stuff, and they breed like crazy, so they can spread really rapidly. What if mammals were? Uh, 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 this is like I don't believe this at all. I I just think it's a kind of a fun idea to play with and maybe like a sci-fi thing. Mammals came from our pests for an intergalactic civilization. And they landed here to like document the whatever. Possibly they saw the meteorites strike the planet, and they were like, "Okay." So they come down here, they see things, and then some of these little mammals get off, and they think, "Oh, nothing about it." And then, uh, however many years later, I don't know from when the I don't know the time frame from the dinosaurs to now, right? We're here. Uh, we make contact with the same interstellar civilization that put us here. They're like, no way. The rats grew. <laughs> like they're, they're just taking a bit. Like, imagine it'd be like, it'd be like, there's a, we go to an island, right? And we, the rat, pe and the, the little rats escape, right? And then we come back in the 20th century and they're rat men and they like think. <laughs> it's like, what? 
<laughs> oh, that'd be I'm, kind of funny. I, like, imagine like the racial things that would happen where they're like the the way the pest grew, like made atomic bombs and stuff. And they think it's hilarious, <laughs> it's and we're made fun of, and we're not given a seat in like the space congress because we're rat men and we came from a pest. <laughs> Damn. I don't know. I thought that was. Um, that's an I. I like that. Uh, I I think that's such a neat idea. Oh, don't believe like it at it. all. But no, no, definitely <laughs> not. But I like it. It's it's kind of a fun one. It um. It kind of throws kind of a kind of an interesting take on. Like, screw the Ridley Scott's Prometheus sort of, I'm going to dissolve myself into the ocean and then start life on this planet. No. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no grandness. We're just like, we're like some rat. <laughs> <laughs> rat descendants with brains. Oh, that's so funny, though. Braden's definitely we... a rat descendant. You think? Yeah. I don't know if humans breed like crazy, though. I mean, we've definitely come a long way that's made it so that we can reduce the amount of breeding like crazy. Yeah, but even then, I mean, it's not like we're like rabbits or like... <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's like the, the, the quickest you can go is like a new offspring every nine or so months right mm -hmm, yeah. depending on how things go i mean and, and, and you don't yeah. have like a litter <laughs> or anything like that i mean yeah. if you had a harem you could like oh my god oh my god <laughs> you could like you could like pump oh some babies out brayden i you guess could probably get, you could probably get 365 days a year if you timed it right you know yeah, but that that sounds I mean, like a great idea to get the like, entire disease or population killed by one disease. That, that also <laughs> applies for things like turtles. If you have a bunch of female turtles, like a hundred of them, and one male turtle, I mean, you can make things happen regardless of how slow turtle populations normally grow. But uh, like rabbits, just just go normal. Rabbits hey, do hey. go ham. <laughs> Japan is absolutely filled with rabbits because there were like a couple rabbits that were released from captivity and it just kind of went crazy. Big mistake. <laughs> don't release the small four-legged mammal. Deal. Moral deal. of the story. Don't release the small four-legged mammals onto an uninhabited <laughs> planet. <laughs> well. Or else they'll uh, eventually several thousand years later make atomic bombs <laughs> well uh i think this has been a wonderful conversation this week what do you guys think i i i enjoyed myself oh. yeah thank you all for hanging out with us yeah. this week yeah. it's been a pleasure having you here and i hope to see you next week kill the four-legged mammals love you all love you bye bye bye